The following presentation is brought to you by the KMmedia.pro network. Each channel is created to provide highly engaging and fascinating content presented in an entertaining light just for you. Please visit KMmedia.pro for complete information. Now, stay right where you are as we present. Welcome to Positive Talk Radio. Our mission is to bring to you the best, most uplifting content heard anywhere. Great guests, interesting topics and ideas presented with a fun, entertaining style. Please join me, Kevin McDonald, and my friends as we bring new thoughts, terrific people, and creative ideas directly to you. Please join us right now for Positive Talk Radio. And welcome, everybody, to another edition of Positive Talk Radio. My name is Kevin McDonald, and it is Monday morning. Monday morning. I love Monday mornings these days because I get to start out every Monday morning by talking to you. And I'd like to bring on my my good friend and, and, and gentleman that helps me put this together, and that's and that's Benny. Benny, oh, got to gotta get you some applause. That's a lot of Bennies right there. They're, they're, all they're, they're applauding for me, too. <laughs> they are. They are. You know, Benny, I yeah. got to tell you, I woke mm-hmm. up this morning. And I said to myself, self, you have the best job in the world. Right? I'm telling you, this is, this is the coolest thing I can just think of that, that I can be doing. And, you know, first of all, I get to meet some in- extraordinary individuals like mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. And uh, I never would have met you had I not done the show way back when and then brought it back now. Why, thank you. The feelings are mutual. And so it's, 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 a, lot of, it's a lot of fun. And I've gotten over the years... I've gotten to talk to some of the most incredible people on the planet, people that are really interested in making positive change in the world. And uh, today really is not going to be any exception because I met this young lady just not too long ago and uh, through my friend Dana Parker, who's an incredible life coach. And uh, she is a remarkable individual in, in so many ways, and we're going to talk about all of that in just a second but benny i just wanted to ask you uh, it's it's is it raining today what's what what's the weather and traffic like uh currently it's a little bit overcast uh it'll probably part for a little bit um a little bit of this a little bit of that so to speak depending on where you are oh very nice is you traffic I mean? going okay there's no nothing Traffic's major fine. things are smoothing out yeah all right well that's cool <laughs> that's cool so with with that i want to have the opportunity i met her just last week i guess and uh, she is somebody that uh, um, is very in-depth in a lot, a lot of areas. She's worked at, uh, uh, she got her degree in theology when she was the ripe old age of 22. She is a, a Chopra certified instructor. I assume that means Deepa Chopra. And uh, we're going to ask about that. And she also is a Ayurvedic medicine or wellness coach or counselor. And I... I don't know a lot about Ayurvedic medicine and where it came from and, and its background and what it's used for and how it can benefit our lives. And so we're going to talk about that. She's also an astrologer of note. I don't know when she has time to sleep, quite frankly, because she's been very, very busy. And uh, she is, her goal in life is to um, um, be a truth teller and a rebel and for freedom. And, uh, and uh, she's a practical mystic with a mission to free us all from our past limiting beliefs, addictions, negative emotions, 
and toxic relationships, which we all have a few of those hanging around and stuff. So this is this is a real positive uh, moment that we're going to be talking with uh, Lori. So, and again, her name is Lori Frazier, and you can look her up by going to LoriFrazier.com. Gee, that's easy. And uh, you can find out all about her. So, Lori, welcome to the program. How are you? Hi, Kevin. I'm great. How are you? Oh, just awesome. Thank you. Like I was telling Benny, it's it's Monday morning at 9 o'clock. And I used to be, when I was in the corporate world, it was like, oh, crap, here's Monday coming again. But uh, this is, I, I, you know, this is more fun than a human is, should be allowed to have, is to be able to talk to people like you and and, and to bring some real positivity into, into the world, especially Monday morning, because a lot of people wake up and are like, oh, here we go again. Well, if you're in your car or your home, or you're listening on your computer. By the way, you can go to uh, uh, 1150kknw.com and listen to this, stream it anywhere in the world. So if you've got somebody who's out of market that would like to talk to us or would like to listen in on what we're going to talk about today, which is a lot, and then you can do that. And uh, I'm hoping that you'll hang with us for the entire hour. So, Lori, um, first of all, you, you were... Well, first of all, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm awesome. I'm in Boise today visiting my sister. I'm from, I live in Salt Lake, but I'm in Boise. So it's a beautiful sunny day and I'm just excited to be here, Kevin. When you're aligned with your life purpose, like it never feels like work, right? Oh, no. That's, so. a, that's, that's what I was, that's what I was saying is that, that I enjoyed, I enjoy doing this so much and I've met, gosh, I haven't met uh, a Deepak. Chopra yet, but I, um, I'm hoping to get that done, but I've met Neil Donald Walsh and interviewed him several times and Gary Zukov and John Edward and, uh, lots, lots of really cool people. And I just, it's just, it's just wonderful. And, uh, you can go to positive talk radio.net and listen to some of the interviews that, that I've done. And it's, it really is very outstanding. So enough of that. Um, you, you, what was your path? Why did you want to uh, get a theology degree uh, when you went to college? That, that is, um, that's a good question. That's a good question. Um, I couldn't think of anything else actually that I wanted to do from the time I was a young person. Um, I was brought up Catholic and, um, my grandfather, uh, was, going to become a Methodist minister before he met my grandmother, who was Catholic, and he had to convert. But he um, was often reading the Bible. My great-grandmother, his mother, lived in the house that I lived in with my grandparents, and she taught me to read when I was like three out of the Bible. So that might have had something to do with it. I don't know. Um, but I'm, uh, you know, something happened when I was young, like 10 years old. There's this little baby that had died in the neighborhood, and everyone was concerned that it was going to go to someplace other than heaven, someplace called Limbo. And um, I was told Jesus wasn't there. Uh, it was just this weird place. And I'm like, how can it, <laughs> a little baby go someplace not to heaven? That really disturbed me so much that I went seeking, like, this can't, this isn't true. I don't believe it. So, um, I was always looking for spiritual truth, and I went to this group um, that was started by Tom Landry of the Dallas Cowboys called Fellowship of Christian Athletes when I was in high school. I know it well. Yeah, and so um, they actually read the Bible there, so I read that, and that felt like truth to me. It said, you must believe first and then be baptized, so how can an infant be baptized? So I just kind of started connecting the dots, and um, 
became a born again Christian. And so then I started looking for the church and um, I was president of the fellowship of Christian athletes, led Bible studies, all that kind of thing. And um, that was my total passion was just truth seeking mission, you know, to find God and truth. And so I wanted to study that more. I wanted to study world religions and um, dive in depth to uh, spirituality. So um, Boston College, I applied there and got in and it was not a big department, that theology department. It was mostly young men that wanted to be priests and myself. Um, <laughs> so I went uh, on my... <laughs> that'd, that'd be tough if you got a bunch of guys who want to be a priest because that you know what that means. So that they're going to be celibate and all that. So you you can't, it's not like you're going to have, anyway, go ahead. Yeah. So anyway, I wasn't even Catholic when I went there, but I was um, always been um, a missionary at heart. So every uh, weekend I had this other Christian friend of mine, we'd go on our search for the church and we'd find one that sounded pretty good, but then they would say something that I was like, oh, that's, that's BS. That's not true. And I'd move on to the next uh, church. Anyway, um, it's a condensed story. I eventually became a Mormon. I did that for 10 years because they, eight years, they had the answer to everything. And then um, I'm just always evolving. So I feel like I never, um, you know, when you graduate from junior high to high school, you don't diss on junior high, right? So everything to me has just been a progression. So um, I left the Mormon church probably when I was 28. I joined from 21 to about 28. And then I um, started reading uh, Deepak Chopra and um, Eckhart Tolle, Gary Zukav. And so the past, I don't know, since 1996, however many years that have been, I've been on more of a metaphysical Eastern. Um, I really love the traditions of, of the East, like the Bhagavad Gita, the Rig Veda. That's why I found Ayurveda, Jyotish, which is an, arm of, uh, an Eastern arm of astrology. So that's always felt really resonant to me. And um, so, yeah, I just studying all those things. So in, in your, in your world of growing up, uh, your world was more about finding spirituality and not religious dogma. hundred percent dogma always never resonated with me at all. And I, yeah, so I, I am hundred percent the dogma just never feels right you know there's there's a lot of people that at one point in their lives and i know this happened with you and yours was an evolution that went through over time but there was a point in time when you you felt like the constructs of a particular religious practice regardless of what it is is was too confining for you is that correct that's correct yeah, I, I would say I'm such a freedom lover and freedom has become such an important part of my mission that I feel like I had to do, join all the things that made me as not free as possible, as constricted, like in relationships, in religions, and so many things so that I would just, I am just a rebel at, at heart and bust breaking the chains of all those things. So that's really what I assist my clients with now is letting go of their past, um, past relationships, like past, like just anything that holds them down and binds them. You know, like a lot of people, I feel like they're in their religions because they think they should, or they're supposed to, and they have real no, no heart centered connection 
with it so I help them, them distinguish the difference. You know, there are a lot of people that uh, will say that they are quote unquote uh, Christians, but then they wonder every time they go to church, there's a Christmas tree there or, or there's, or it's always uh, um, Easter uh, because they don't, they don't necessarily practice the religion, but they say that they, <laughs> I knew a guy once that uh, he would, he would pray before every meal. And, uh, but then the rest of the time he would talk like, well, oh, I don't know. I don't know what to, what to believe or whatever. And I said, so I asked him one time, I said, well, so why do you pray? He said, man, I'm just trying to cover my bases. <laughs> right. And some people are just like living life to, to try not to go to hell or something, you know, ridiculous like that. So exactly. Really so, so, in, so there was a point in time when, when you felt like that you needed to broaden out and, and spread your wings as it were. And then you became um, very interested in learning about different aspects and different things and what would resonate, resonate with you and what didn't resonate with you. And not that it's bad that it didn't resonate, but it just didn't feel right for you. Um, and, and so in your work today, you're helping people to kind of break free from the, the, um, the bonds, it sounds like a big biblical term, the bonds of what they, of, of what they have been told about themselves and who they have been told that they are and the stories that they grew up with and things, which most of the time, none of that's true. And, uh, is that right? Correct. Letting go of the traditions of their forefathers. If it doesn't, if it's not true for them anymore, or maybe it never was. Well, a lot of times we just, we spend our entire lives believing in things that we don't believe in, but we do it because that's what we're supposed to do. Right. That's how we were raised. And we never took five minutes to ask ourselves, is that what I believe too? Or you know, I, I just happened to be born into Catholicism. Is that the church that I would choose um, upon examination? No, it, it wasn't. So. But you continue to, to move forward through your, your development. And, and see, I believe that everything, everyone at one point in their lives looks around and says, is this all there is? There has to be more. I, the, is this, you know, is the job it? Is the the marriage it is the is it the kids and the picket fence you know what 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 is it and why am i here what am i looking to accomplish in my life how can my life make a difference a positive difference in the world and what can i do to do that i think everybody goes through that don't you a hundred percent and i think if if they don't um i mean something's not quite quite right right <laughs> um I mean, I think I, I've just always been on a path of evolution. Like, how can I make this area of my life better? How can I make that area of my life better? Is this what I really believe? Or what are the beliefs that I have that, are, that aren't that are true, that are in my way? Um, so I think that that journey of self-discovery is one that everybody um, deserves to make. And it's the most fascinating and um, rewarding journey is of self-discovery. And I, I think there are so many tools um, to lead to that. So astrology, I mean, that's one that I actually loved astrology as a teenager, but through the different religions that I was in, that was like totally taboo. So I would study in secret because I, I, that's one of the constants in my life that I've always found fascinating is astrology. So, um, it's, you know, the, inter- 
the interesting thing is is that you you're an astrologer and you're also um, certified in several different things tell us about the uh, Chopra Institute what what did you do there what was that all about okay um, yeah in my young 20s I uh, read a book seven spiritual laws of success which when I first became a life coach that became the foundation of it because they were just non-denominational um, kind of spiritual laws for living like the law of giving and receiving you know um just just simple things like that and um so i started reading all the chopra books i just thought that man had a lot of wisdom and i wanted um to study from him and at the time david simon uh he's passed away now but he was a a beautiful teacher a co-founder of the chopra center and david g who a lot of people may know in that world he's a great meditation teacher. He was also there. So I got to um, learn from them. So basically, you know, you go to all of their um, programs and then you enter their teacher certification program where you learn all these things about Ayurveda, meditation, mindfulness, and then you have to present those, you know, take online tests and then go there often and present the lessons to the people there and um, get certified and Anyway, it was it was fascinating. I got to be, be taught by Deepak himself. And, oh, did um, you really? So you had a chance yeah. to meet him? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Several times. What so, kind of dude is he? Um, he's a really fascinating, brilliant man. Um, he would often teach. We would think that we were going to get a lesson on, you know, X. And he would be, he could have cared less that that's what he was supposed to teach. And he would just go off on the latest, you know, and greatest thing that he had in his mind that was probably above and beyond most people's understanding. Um, But it was always uh, fascinating. So, um, yeah, he's an interesting uh, man. Awesome. And, uh, and that led you to, uh, um, Ayurvedic medicine or explain, I've had people try and explain that whole thing to me in the past and maybe I'm dense, but I didn't get it. So we're going to try it again here. Okay. And for you to explain what Ayurvedic medicine, what Ayurveda is, and is that that the correct way to say it? Ayurveda? Ayurveda. Ayurveda. Okay. Ayurveda. What is it? Okay, so it's like a 5,000, 5 to 6,000 year old tradition of mind, body, spirit, wellness, and it is ever evolving. So that's one of the things that's fascinating about it. It is um, based on the five elements of space, air, fire, water, and earth. So that's kind of the foundation of it. And those five elements break down to three main um, mind-body constitutions. So like air and space um, become, this is called the dosha, which is a mind-body principle. Um, Air and space breaks down to a vata dosha. Water and um, fire um, combine to make a pitta dosha and water and earth combine to make kapha dosha. I know that that doesn't mean anything, but imagine, so I'm a a vata dosha, vata, body so that means i'm a lot more like air so i i need to i need the opposite air is like light movable it's like wind think of like vada is like a windy day you know it's cold i'm always cold chilly um when you know what your dosha is 
um, or your mind-body principle, I want to keep this basic, then there are different ways that you, different things that you can do to pacify and balance your particular, particular mind-body principle. So you know how um, there are some, you could take five people, they have the same illness, but not all five of them are going to respond to the same particular medicine because their bodies are different. And some will respond to placebo and some will not respond to, or will respond to medicine or they will not respond to the medicine and respond to the placebo, which they can still not figure out why that happens. <laughs> right, well, it's because we all have a different mind-body constitution. So if you went to an Ayurvedic practitioner, like an Ayurvedic doctor, which I'm not, I'm a, I'm a wellness counselor. Um, if you went to an Ayurvedic doctor, if five people went in there with a headache, they'd probably come out with five different remedies to heal themselves. Because somebody that's more of an air principle is different than somebody that's more of an earth principle or a fire principle. Like, so people with that fire pitta, they have more um, acid reflux, acidic stomach, skin eruptions, that kind of thing. The vata types they have, if they're out of balance, they have like dry skin, dry hair. Um, the, the kapha types tend to be a little bit heavier. They retain water. So you can see those are really um, different mind-body types that respond differently to different things. So one of the things that I love about Ayurveda is thousands, I mean, science is starting to catch on about this now, but thousands of years ago, they said that how we feel and think has a direct corollary to how, um, how our body is performing. So it's like, you can't carry a grudge for 30 years and not have that um, manifest in your body some way, right? Or, or stress. Right, exactly. So um, a lot of the work that I do, I use muscle testing to find trapped and hidden emotions that people have in their bodies and um, kind of go back and trace those things and oh, help them. Me. Oh, 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 we have to stop there. Okay. <laughs> because I am fascinated with the concept of muscle testing. Um, I know people that are that swear by it, and it has really helped them live their lives better because of the decisions that they make through the art of muscle testing, and and it it so it can be really really, uh, you know, and I found it to be good and positive and and works for folks. Explain exactly what muscle testing is. It is fascinating and brilliant and amazing, okay? And if you want to know kind of the origins of it and really get some more science behind it, there's a book called Power Versus Force by um, David Hawkins. And David Hawkins uh, passed away uh, several years ago. One of the most brilliant men. I love his work so much. There's some other books, Letting Go, The Pathway to Surrender, one of my favorites, Transcending the Levels of Consciousness, another amazing, amazing book. So um, when he developed, and I don't know that he was the original developer, but he really expanded the um, theory of muscle testing. So what he did was he took people, all different socioeconomic backgrounds, male, female, different races, different colors, and he would do the same test on them. So the idea is um, if something that's positive and true, it will cause your body to be strong. And something that's um, negative or weak, um, it'll make your body go weak. 
And if you've ever seen muscle testing, the way you may have seen it is, and there's several different ways to do muscle testing, and I can even teach your listeners, even over the radio, how to do it themselves. That would be just awesome. Um, but the main way that people are familiar with it is they the like chiropractors use it a lot, and they'll say, stick out your arm and hold it strong. Oh, I, oh, 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 that my chiropractor used to do that all the time. Yes. And so he would be testing you. Is, is this the right um, supplement for you? And he'll tell you, hold strong. And if your body goes weak, that's a no, it's not the right supplement for you. If you're so, so what David Hawkins did, he would give people all these different people, he'd give them a packet. They didn't know what was inside of it. And it was like organic vitamin C. Everybody tests positive for it. When he would give them artificial sweetener in a packet, they didn't know what it was. They would all test weak for it. He showed um, Ted Kennedy, a video of Ted Kennedy. Some people were not from this country, different generations didn't know who he was. Ted Kennedy lying about the whole Chappaquiddick incidents. Everybody tests weak because he's lying. So um, he also used um, this uh, muscle testing to, I think this is one of the most fascinating, so important. Um, he, he developed the, this table of human consciousness, um, chart of uh, human consciousness. And he calibrated through muscle testing, 19 different emotions. And um, the, the lowest emotion on that scale is shame. And that calibrates at a 20. The next highest is guilt, calibrates at like a 30. Then there's like grief, and apathy, and um, there is uh, desire. Fear's got to be in there somewhere. Yeah. Oh, yes. Fear, fear is at 100. Anger is like 150. Then he says at the level of 200, which is courage, that's where people can start to make a change in their lives. But probably more like 80% of the people are below that level of courage. And with everything that's happening um, now in the world, are actually the the level of human consciousness in this country has actually lowered significantly um, because of all the fear mongering happening. Like above courage, there's neutrality, willingness, acceptance, love is at like 500, then it goes to peace and enlightenment, joy, all those things above. So through that calibration, um, he, sorry, he's got a knock on the door here, just distracted me. Um, you can you can know so much through that's amazing so um i think you're in a hotel i think housekeeping is coming in <laughs> okay she just saw me in here oh sorry yeah um that's a first i don't think i've ever witnessed that either <laughs> uh, that was well done, well done. my cares because i thought it was my sister so anyway housekeeping yeah. All right right so anyway, the scale of human emotions is so fascinating. It will really help you understand people because because he, he says everything under the level of 200, it's it's like false, and the level above 200 is is truth. So he said people, and this has helped me to understand what's happening in the world right now because they're you're like wow, how did how do people not understand that what's going on here? But if they're below that level of 200, they can't even see truth. So, you know, they believe the lies because if you're in fear, you know, then, okay, so here's, let me explain it this way. So we all kind of calibrate at a different level. So if we are at the level of guilt, say, it's like an energy, it's like a frequency, we will attract experiences into our lives to feel guilty about. If we're at the level of anger, we'll attract experiences in our lives to experience that anger more. It's like... 
hitting stuff at our subconscious, it triggers us to come up. And in my opinion, it's like, okay, have you had enough anger yet? Can you see all the anger? Let's deal with that anger, right? So um, it's super fascinating. And through muscle testing, to be able to know approximately where someone is that you're dealing with is really helpful. So, you know, I want to I want to uh, demonstrate something um, and tell me you tell me whether or not this is a form of muscle testing, because this is something that I'll do is uh, you take you take your your index finger and your thumb mm-hmm. on each hand and you inter you intertwine them so that they're they're in so that they're, they're it's like a, it's like a chain. It's like a chain link. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I've done this and I've even tried to lie to myself. Yeah. And it doesn't work. Yeah. I haven't because so when you when you have a question that you're wondering about, um, is this food good for me or is is mm-hmm. uh, is it the right time to do something or or whatever it is? And you then you gently you don't have to do it hard. It's not a matter of strength. It's a matter of power. Mm-hmm. And so what you do is you put that out there and then you you pull your hands apart, you pull your fingers apart. And if you can pull them apart, that's weakness. If they can't pull it apart, that's strength. So you have your answer. Am I, am I close? Is that, is that okay? hundred percent, but I'm, I'm happy to teach your listeners something that would be even easier for them to do. Cause that's a little more nuanced and you gotta kinda, um, you gotta play with it a little bit to, to figure that out. But I can teach them something that's even easier how to test because there are many, many ways to test. Since this is positive talk radio, teach us something, teach, teach okay, us. Okay, okay. So, um, and just uh, to clarify, Dr. Hawkins um, with that scale of consciousness, he says if you're below that level of 200, you can't trust um, that you will get the the right, the rest answer. Okay. So one of the reasons that I, um, figured out this way to do it, it's not mine, but I found it and it works for me is I didn't like that chiropractor messing with my arm and telling me what the answers that he got. I want to get the answers for myself, but I can't test myself with my arm like that. Right. So, so you stand up and they say, it's best to face North. I find that it doesn't matter where you face. And I put my hands over my heart like that, your, your heart chakra area, because I feel like that's where your truth is. So you just stand up and um, to test, I say um, what my name is. So just say your name. My name is Lori. My body just naturally pulls forward because that's the truth. And, um, if I say I'm in Hong Kong, my body just pulls backwards because that's a lie. So, um, super easy. So if people use it, like if I go to a health food store, um, and I'm trying to choose between five different vitamin C's or whatever, I'll pick up the, um, the bottle of vitamin C. I'll hold it right, right close to my, my heart center right there, standing up straight and tall. And I'll say, is, um, this is the best vitamin C for my body and it will pull forward or it will lean back. If it leans back, that's a no. If it pulls you forward, that's a yes. And you found that to be uh, successful 50% of the time, 100% what? Almost all the time. I had, I had a supplement that uh, this trainer gave me, and he said, take this one in the morning, take this one in the night. wasn't being effective, so I'm like, test it out. I'm like, Sh- is this, should I take this in the morning? It was like, no, take this one at night. It was like the opposite of what he told me. And when I did what my body said, it was, it worked for me. 
And so, by the way, this is something that you can do without showing or telling anybody <laughs> that they're yeah, around yeah. you. So, here's one time that no, they I... Won't, they won't have you committed or anything. Right. So you can... It's kind of like a little party trick I use now. So I might be in a group of people talking and somebody's saying something and I'm just, you know, have my hands crossed like this and I'll, I'll pose a question in my, in my mind. Is this person telling the truth? And if my body pulls back, I know the guy's full of, full of crap. So it's kind of, it's kind of interesting, but you also should like clear yourself. Like you can't test for other people. Like, is this person in love with me? Like, don't do stupid things like that. Right. It's like, personal. <laughs> No, you're going to, by the way, you're going to lie to yourself anyway, whatever. Is he in love with me? Of course he is. Of course he is. And then sometimes I say, am I, am I clear to test, to ask this question? Because sometimes we're really invested in the answer. And when I get, sometimes you go back and you go forward. It's like, forget it. You're just not clear to test for yourself. It's like, it's like, it's like years ago. And, and, um, I was a resident and it was a restaurant manager. And our restaurant got robbed in the middle of the night. Nobody saw it. And it just froze uh, on my computer. Yeah. And uh, it. Uh, oh, I, I lost can't hear you. You can hear me still? Lori. <laughs> hey, Benny, how are you? I'm good. We're still here. Lori, did we yeah. get you back? You just froze on me for a minute. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. We got you back. It, my okay. computer's telling me. Let me let me finish the story real quick, and uh, and so we were robbed in the middle of the night. The safe was open, and so it had to be somebody who knew what the combination of the safe was, or the safe never got locked, or something. But somebody knew to break the window and to get in, and so the uh, um, the district manager said, "Well, I'm going to have the management team tested, uh, you know, do a lie detector test." Oh. And so they had everybody uh, go into a room with this guy, and the first question he asked was. Have you ever stolen anything in your life? Now think back. Have you ever taken a pencil from somebody? Have you ever? Yes. And at the end of the thing, he he proved that I was truthful and I didn't get into trouble. But at the end, I said, what was that question all about? And he said, that is to establish a baseline because nobody can ever say, and it's energetic. Nobody can ever say, and lie that way because it's all about energy. It's not about something that you do. It's just the way it is. And so uh, muscle testing is the same thing, that you can use the energy of your body. And here's another fun party trick for you to do, ladies and gentlemen, is if uh, is you, you um, have somebody stand up perpendicular to you, so they're, they're facing like the, the wall um, ahead and you're to their side. You put one hand three to four inches behind their back, one hand three to four inches, and don't touch them in, on their front, and start going back and start slowly going back and forth. What will happen is because of our energetic fields and how we are, they'll start swaying back and forth in concert with your hands moving back and forth, and they won't even know that that's happening. It's the funnest thing. To, it's the funnest thing to do at a party if you ever. Anyway, I'm sorry. I digress. Everything is energy and information. Frequency. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. now, now in Ayurveda, how can that help us? How can that those principles help us today? Um, Ayurveda. 
Yeah. Or muscle, how can muscle testing related? The, the, or, the broader concept of uh, muscle testing can help you, and you can do it without, you know, having yourself committed or anything. Yeah. And you can, yeah. you, and it can be something that you just do, and uh, give it a try. I, I highly suggest that everybody who's listening to this give it a try, right. and you will be amazed at uh, some of the information that will come come through and and how positive it will be. But but. It, it, Ayurvedic has been around for 5,000 years, yes. um, but you said it's continuing to evolve. So that means that to me, that means that it can help us today yes. to live our lives a little better, a little bit more authentically, a little bit more positively. How? Yeah. Um, so many ways. Ayurveda is super practical, like simple things like go to bed when the sun sets and wake up just before the sun rises you know, sim simple things like that. Um, and when you, th there are so many tests online, um, dosha tests, D-O-S-H-A. So you can determine what your, um, your body is like. And you, it says mind body constitution, because you might be your mind and your thoughts might be one constitution and your body might be a different constitution. So there are different things that appease and heal and um, balance and pacify the body and different things that appease and balance the mind. So um, like if, and all the seasons fall into these three categories as well. So if you know it's fall and winter, that's Vata season, all the space and air and it's cold. So we do the opposite to pacify that. So we'd eat warmer foods, not airy foods, but foods that are heavier and grounding. Like if you're flying an airplane, you, you get a little off balance. So you need something to ground yourself, like a nice meal of like rice and vegetables or, or soup would um, would be pacifying for that, right? In the heat of summer, we don't eat those things because they, um, they're they heavy and dense and we wanna feel lighter in, in the heat. So when you know not just your own mind-body type, but the season that you're in is also associated with those three different um, archetypes kind of, then you can, so much easier to take care of yourself like essential oils they all fall under those different categories like different types of massage in all all foods too so um you could look up you know vata pacifying foods like for a vata that's really light and airy um he like heavier fruit like mangoes like um things that are, are bananas that are more dense whereas a kapha that's heavier by nature apples pears things that are a lot lighter are best for them does that make sense yeah yeah well and so what you're at, at its very root basic cause what i think you're telling me is that our body innately knows what's good for us and what's not good for us yes yes 100 percent. and what um you know to give some validation to Ayurveda, not that it needs any, but that's where meditation came from. That's where yoga came from. That's where the whole chakra system came from. It's called like this greater body that like the Vedas, Ayurveda. So all of those things came from that study 5,000 years ago of Ayurveda. So, you know, everybody knows how beneficial meditation and yoga mindfulness are, and that came from that tradition.
And you know what's interesting about that is you started really on this walk of, of, of expanding yourself and your spirituality and understanding your body and, and all of the aspects of it. In 1997, if I want to take people back to the mists of time, <laughs> 1997 we, and if you started talking about Ayurvedic medicine or you start talking about uh, meditation or yoga that was out there woo woo stuff it's now becoming very mainstream because right. the scientific evidence is in and they're finding out that it can help us live our lives better more peacefully more positively and uh, and so I'm real pleased that we are moving in that direction. But in 1997, he was like you you were like crying out in the wilderness because there wasn't anybody there. In 1997, I had a yeah, I had I had two little kids and I was actually ordering organic fruit from a co-op because I couldn't get it in the grocery store. So I, you know, I've always no. And, and not only that, if you went to the grocery store, like you go to the produce manager and say, do you have anything here that's uh, organic? And he'd say, I have no earthly idea what you're talking about. Try these sun-kissed bananas or whatever it is, you know, and, and but it's not, it's not. And, and even in those days, they didn't recognize that, that uh, even food that is labeled organic um, and stuff is not necessarily um in its higher self organic it it can be and because it's now become even a marketing term right yeah and i i like to say um you know the closer it is your food is to the way god made it the better it is for you like if you can't trace it back you shouldn't be eating it like a cheeto what was that before it was a cheeto a like piece of dirt right like a red twizzler what was that before it was it was like plastic food, you know, like don't eat anything that you can't trace back, you know, and don't eat anything with like a mild list of ingredients that you can't pronounce and you don't know what it is. So well, and see, one of the one of the things that we've said here, and and uh, I like your take on it, Lori. By the way, we're talking with Lori Frazier. Go to LoriFrazier.com. We're going to talk about uh, her book that's coming out here in, in a little bit, and uh, we're going to talk about that in just a minute, so stay tuned for that. But uh, um, I just wanted to, to say that uh, one of the things that we talk about here and we preach is that when you go to the grocery store, if you notice – all the things that are on the outside of the of the aisles, all of the produce, the meat, the the breads, and 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 uh, the produce and the fruits and all of that. That's on the outside. So don't go into the inner side where there's the cereals and the and the mac and cheese and the and the things that are not designed to, to that that have ingredients that are a mile long and, and stuff. So stay away from those and eat naturally. You'll, yeah. you'll be much better off. You'll be more healthy. And support your local farmer's market. It's one of the things that Ayurveda says is that the food that is grown in your area is the most um, valid and nutritious for you. So, you know, imagine if you're in a colder climate, what grows there, that's what's going to be better for your body as opposed to living in the South with say, you know, citrus and everything, that's going to be better for the people that live in that area. So. You know, and because of my background, which has been in food service and food service sales, and also I was a, I'm probably the only person you've ever met that is a bona fide chicken salesman. 
And uh, and I've talked about this on the show before, but um, one of the one of the catchphrases, and you have to be careful about this when you go shopping. One of the catchphrases that they're using now is free range chicken. And what they do is they're able to charge you because what the theory goes that if you're if you're using eating a free range chicken, they are eating more naturally with what's they find in the yard and that sort of thing. And uh, but what they've done is they've taken that term. So now that you know there there are these long 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 chicken houses, and right. these these long chicken houses where they they house the chicks before, and then they feed them. They grow for seven weeks. Seven weeks is all they get. And then uh, and then they uh, have them. They call it processing. We call it killing. And uh, and so to make now to make an organic uh, or free range chicken, they just open one of the doors. One of the ends, and so the chicken can the chickens can move a little bit more freely out in the sunlight a little, and they call that free range. It has nothing to do with anything, but right. it's just a marketing right. term. So you got to be careful when you go shopping. If you're looking for something, make make sure it's like if it says 100% organic, you have a much better shot of it being that. And it's a little more bit, bit more expensive, but I think your body will appreciate it much more. And do the muscle testing; that'll figure it out for you. For sure, that's so valuable. That, that is that is really cool. I'm glad we talked about that because that that's a real positive way for people to make informed decisions in their own life and test it out. Make sure that it's it real for you. But uh, but uh, right, and you can do it on simple things like I'm looking at a chair. Yes, you know I'm I'm in Taiwan when you're not. You know, just do do crazy things like that so you can test that your body really is working. Questions that you know the answers to first. Well, even something that you pretend that you want to believe in that you know is false, and then and then you try and trick yourself. I can't do that. I can't do it. Every time I do that, it doesn't work. Um, so use that, and it's it's, it's a wonderful tip uh, to use. Is there and meditation is now? I'm I'm sure that that meditation for you is an important practice and an important part of your life. Yeah, it, it has been um, for years, actually. Um, Actually, I was a regular meditator for like nine years um, before I learned from the Chopra Center. But um, now I do more of contemplation and like, I feel like my everyday is kind of meditation. I always live in like a beautiful place with beautiful views. And I feel like I'm in that state of meditation, like kind of. I fully, and I number one, I understand. And I totally agree with that because I do the same thing. For me, for me, sitting down and doing and say, all right, now I'm going to sit down and I'm going to meditate. It doesn't really necessarily work. But when I sit down, calm myself and contemplate, contemplate mm-hmm. what's going on, how I'm feeling, what, what's going on in the world, and relax and let it flow and let it be. The gospel according to Paul McCartney, by the way, let it be. And <laughs> I, I, that's my favorite, favorite musician in, in any event. But just relax, let it be. And uh, that is that in itself is a form of meditation, especially when yeah. you're feeling stressed. Relax. Yeah. Let it be. Think about something positive. Yeah, I think it's important for everybody, whether they meditate or not, to create some silence in their lives. You know, to get when you get in the car, don't instantly turn on the radio or your music. Just just drive to work in silence if you can. You know, when you get home, some people the first thing they do is turn on the TV. Don't turn on the TV. Just be still. 
just sit with yourself. A lot of people can't because they have such busy minds or they don't want to think about anything. But I think um, to cultivate silence or to have a meal just in total silence without the TV, without a book, just total focus on what you're eating, you know, um, I think that's really important. It's a wonderful way. And I, I challenge everyone who's listening to this, and I don't think anybody can do this, is put down your cell phone, walk away from it. And don't go look at it for like two hours. Take that time, relax and rest and contemplate. I don't think anyone can do, especially if it goes off. You cannot not go look at it. <laughs> we're just, we're on silent before you walk away. Yeah, we, we're, we're just built that way. And it's, it's, it's terrible for us, isn't it? Yeah. It's such a distraction distraction hard to focus for people exactly without that cultivation of stillness now before we run out of time we want to talk about the book that you've written and mm -hmm. are in the process of writing first of all somebody out there would like to be a self-published author is it easy is it hard how do you do it okay so i the book's done being written and i actually wrote a book before that that i have not published that i'll be editing so the easy part for me um, is writing the book and because I want to self-publish because I don't want anybody to tell me what to do or how to write or what to take out um, I want to self-publish and that's been the hardest thing for me and I'm still, I, I, my book's been done for a few months so I'm still working on you know the whole launch party how to do that, that that's not my wheelhouse so that's hard for me but um, writing, I love to write, and I'm easily inspired, and so now, that's now, We're not going to give you the name of the book. We're going to come close, but we're not going to give you the exact name of the book. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so Lori, I, I, I'm, I'm trusting. <laughs> What's the name I of the book? I can do this. You can do this. I know you can. Um, it's called Get a Freaking Divorce Already. But it's not really about divorce. Um, yes and no. It, it's about, so like the premise for me of this book, and I wrote it because I have so many, like I have friends, family members that are have been in these long-term relationships that are not working and that they complain about constantly, but they do nothing about. And so um the premise for me, because I, I am like a spiritual, I'm always on that spiritual vein. Like if I feel like if you are on your life path, following your life purpose and mission, and the person that you are attached to, that you share your sacred sexuality with, that you go to sleep next to at night, that you live with under the same roof, if they are not... Um, they don't have to be on the same path as you, but if they're not supportive, if they're telling you like, don't do this, they, they don't like what you're doing, they poo-poo what you're doing, they put down what you're doing, I think that's gonna be really difficult and hard for people to pursue their mission in life. And I think that is so important. And, or if they're, if they're under a roof where, I mean, everybody knows people that are, there there's like hardly a nice word said. They're, they're totally like in conflict 24 seven. And so part of this like book, well, if you wanted to remain married, there are all kinds of 
you know, innovative ways um, to do that, which basically revolve around being 100% accountable for yourself. Um, people say in marriage is 50-50. Well, I believe that's false. I think it's it 100-100. And you, whatever you're pointing your finger at over there, you only see it because it exists within, within yourself. And when you rectify that within yourself, that person will change with you or they'll spin out of your space. And that may mean a divorce. And, and it, I, it really, really, Lori, in, in my, in, like in my case, it goes beyond that. Um, if the, you have, if you are with a group of friends are resonating at a different frequency uh, as, than you are and you're trying to raise your vibration and everyone is pulling you down that sometimes as in happened in my case after 24 years of marriage the universe saw to it that everybody left not just her but everybody that and because I didn't need any of them because I was trying to resonate at a higher level and to do more with myself yes. rather than, no, that's not your station. You shouldn't do that. And you should do this. And, yeah. and which, everybody was shooting all over me. Yes. And, uh, and I didn't like that. And, but the universe made sure that that didn't, that didn't, didn't happen anymore. So that led me to you. where I'm at today. <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, one of my chapters is, is um, going beyond shame because, you know, Traditionally, there's so much shame. Oh, it didn't work out. Well, I think it's always worked out perfectly. You know, like it, there's no shame in growing apart. There's no shame in, in, in going in a different direction. And I think, you know, I try to help people. People think that if you're going to get a divorce, somebody has to be at fault. So I've got to hate this person. I've got to blame them. I've got to say it was all their fault. No, you don't. You know, it, it would actually help for a more amicable departure if you could be like okay you're doing this and you're going this way i'm going that way let's just part friends split everything and be on your way um but we stay stuck because our religion says we're supposed to we're bad if if we don't or our, our family or our tribe or whatever it should on us like we should stay we made a commitment and i make a a big deal in my book and in life, there's a, a huge difference to me. And I think if you're on a more evolved path, um, we don't do things because we should or we ought to. We're busting up all, all of that patriarchal um, views. We do things because it, it, we can't not, like it's our heart's desire. So there's, there's a huge difference to me between duty and obligation and total devotion, right? Dude, obligation is I have to, I'm supposed to, and devotion is like, I get to, I'm so excited. I'm so happy to be here. You know, if somebody wakes up to me and they're like, oh, drats, I'm with her, like, like, go, just go. I don't want anybody that's to be with me unless they're hundred percent in and they choose to choose into me every day. You know, I just think that's a big, a big deal for people to understand the difference of duty and devotion. Exactly. Now, when you, when the book is published, and and will you come back and we can talk about it more? Yes, 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 yes. They could they could actually pre-order it now from oh, my. How website. do they do that? Um, just go to my website, or you can go to get a that bad word that we can't say on your radio. Freaking divorce already, and it would take them right to the page, or they could go to my website, lauriefraser.com, and find that particular thing there. And they can pre-order it. It will be um, out in 
two months tops. Awesome. So. We've been talking with Lori Frazier. Go to LoriFrazier.com, and you can find out all about her. It's been a joy having you here, and it's been a very positive show. And and uh, I muscle testing, I've never talked. To, I've been doing this for 20 years. I've never talked about it. That's great that we did that because I think that will help a lot of people. Yeah. And I want to thank you again for being here. And sadly, an hour goes so fast. It's time for us to go. And by the way, be kind to each other because you know what? Each other's all we got. We'll see you on Wednesday at 4. Thank you, Kevin. It's been so fun to be here.